0: Welcome to the Gaming's Greatest Generation Podcast where we discuss news, reviews, and all things video games with your hosts the OG Leo Holly, the overachiever Mark Lombardi, and Mr. Contradiction himself Matt Harms. Stay tuned for ways to connect with the G3 community, contribute to the show, or tell us about your greatest gaming experiences. Now, let's get to the show. Greetings gamers and welcome back for another episode of the G3 podcast. We're here for episode 52, make sure I got that right this time, (laughs) episode 52 Uh, and you got a condensed crew, we got somewhat condensed news or at least news that we'll get through pretty quick Uh, so be sure if you go ahead and you're checking us out, you like what you're here, make sure to go ahead and refer to a friend. Give us a like, subscribe, doing all that good stuff, and uh, we'll be sure to keep giving you the content that you want to keep coming back for. Yours truly, known as Ice on All Things Gaming and Social Media, and I'm joined this evening by none other than Mr. Mow Them Down. Matt, what's going on, brother?
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, I don't really have much going on, but glad to be here, as always, to discuss the limited news of the week, and uh, we'll, we'll find something to
0: on about him at the end all right we're gonna we're, we're gonna talk about cats apparently sorry, and yeah gonna, I'm
1: invaded by animals I'm sorry we're
0: gonna test out the fidelity of uh, uh, mr. Motham down's camera this evening since he's going you know full dark mode on us uh, yeah. so, so first of all the dark <laughs> a couple things uh, from last week that we wanted to well at least one thing that we wanted to uh, kind of correct uh, we went ahead and last week when we had our little segment talking about skull and bones we said hey you know, none of us had seen gameplay, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know off the top of my head if the gameplay came out like a day after we recorded or the day of most of the time we try and get our scripts ready, uh, like the night before the day of recording. So sometimes news will slip by, but there actually is gameplay videos out there, uh, on YouTube. If you want to check it out for skull and bones, um, after the gents and I took a look at it, I think the general consensus was, uh, I mean, Snipe and uh, Mugum Down weren't super enthused about uh, digging the game. Uh, yours, I can't yeah. say I was real impressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably give it a shot because, you know, I'm all about the islands and pirate life and everything, mm-hmm. so I'll see what it's about. But that was just a little correction that we had. There actually is gameplay out there, so we wanted to put that out there. Uh, also, some news. Not really.
1: Oh, well, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to throw everything off, but I, I happened right. to see this earlier today and I forgot to share it with you guys, but... Uh, Skate 4 is coming. It's just going to be called Skate. And then it's free to play with however much monetization that the can stuff and everything. So, okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about monetization later on in the show. Uh, another thing that we wanted to go ahead and put out there into the world it was officially announced uh, that over the course of this week on uh, July 11th, You had Haven Studios officially joining PlayStation Studios. So, uh, you know, we talked about it previously that Haven, the new startup studio uh, founded by Jade Raymond, the the former kind of Assassin's Creed producer, uh, no games under their banner yet. Uh, but PlayStation expressed an interest in the projects that they're working on, so much so that they made a move to acquire them. And that went final this week on July 11th. So congrats to Haven Studios for joining PlayStation. And then actually today, as we were going ahead and getting ready to record, uh, running through the notes, I noticed, holy cow, Bungie, uh, the deal with PlayStation also went final today. So, uh, you know, previously we talked about uh, the news and, it's always kind of interesting because you say, oh, like Microsoft's acquiring Bethesda and, and, you know, Activision and you got this company's acquiring this and PlayStation is acquiring these studios. And like we make it sound and I know that we may play a role in that. We make it sound like it's a like a consumer product. Right. You just go and uh, Oh, this is mine now. This is mine now. And it doesn't friggin work like that. Right. Like these things take a lot of time. Uh, there's a lot of red tape, a lot of, of uh lawyers and legalese that get involved when you're talking these, you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollar acquisitions. Uh, and so we, you know, I'll, I'll speak for me. I'm a little sorry. If we are part of that hype train where we let people think that it's like an instantaneous thing. I was very surprised at like how many people on social media were like, Oh, I thought this was done already. Yeah. The intent announcement was put out there, but the actual deals sometimes take months if not years to complete. So Nevertheless, congratulations to Haven Studios and Bungie for now officially being part of PlayStation Studios. Uh, and before we go on with any more PlayStation news, Matt, do you have anything to throw in on those?
1: You did it, you really did it, didn't you? Oh, no, uh, no, I, I really don't. I mean, congratulations, you know, but uh, no, nah, yeah, don't know I'll we'll have to throw into that.
0: All right, excellent. So, moving congratulations on, later. <laughs> So I'll probably just talk all the PlayStation stuff by myself because, you know, clearly Down has zero interest. But uh, some other, keeping it it on the PlayStation front, some other great news that came out this week. Uh, What I thought was great news, PlayStation went ahead, uh, what day was this, on the 14th? So yesterday, uh, they officially announced that they'll be introducing a new program called PlayStation Stars. Uh, So basically what this amounts up to is it's a loyalty program. uh, And as... You, you can sign up for free and as members go ahead and do things like play games, what are some of the examples that they gave here? Yeah, just logging
1: going? on monthly.
0: So, our monthly yeah. check campaign simply requires you to play any game to receive a reward while other campaigns require you to win tournaments, earn special trophies, or even be the first player to platinum a blockbuster title in your local time zone. Uh, you can win uh, all sorts of stuff ranging from a new type of reward called digital collectibles uh as well as the opportunity to uh earn credits towards playstation stores so maybe you could buy uh either games or gear or whatnot and this is all available if you wanted to check it out on um, and of course none other than a playstation blog post um so for me it was great to hear that playstation is finally picking up on something I'll tell you, like again, having been a PlayStation fan and an owner for years now, and seeing all the very um, consumer-friendly stuff, albeit I know mascot other perspectives on like some of the rewards stuff that I engage in on the on the Microsoft side of the house. But I was very happy uh, to see PlayStation do this because now it's like you're being rewarded for the time either a that you're already doing your hobby of playing games. Uh, and maybe slightly going outside the cusp uh, by going ahead and doing some of this other stuff and getting credits, which I think it's only a matter of time if it's not already planned in their rollout, which they haven't given a day for, but they say it's later this year. I think it's only a matter of time before they do almost exactly what you see in the Microsoft rewards programs where you can actually earn credits to redeem for uh, PlayStation Plus membership tier, you know, whether it's the essentials, the, the uh extra or the premium. Um, so I thought this was really great. Uh, again, as a fan, Matt, do you have anything before we go with the next PlayStation news?
1: I mean, no, I would agree that they're looking to compete and I would imagine that's their motivator in starting this initiative. Uh, as far as whether or not they'll include, you know, like uh, free subscriptions that you can get. I, I would assume in a roundabout way, even if they don't like advertise it heavily, just because if you're getting credits, if you can use them on anything in the store, presumably you can also, you know, hook yourself up with some, uh, some free months of the services, but, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how they do with it. Um, but yeah, obviously they're trying to compete with the Microsoft, you know, programs. I, I think that's probably a good idea on their part. So, uh, yeah, good luck to them.
0: Yeah. I mean, so to me, I think their best bet with this one would be to actually be, very open and transparent about it. Right. Um, when we look at the Microsoft awards thing, they're pretty open and transparent, like, Hey, you go ahead and you earn this many points and you can redeem it for, uh, like game pass subscriptions myself included. I've, I've done the Microsoft awards thing for so long that the only time I have ever paid for a game pass subscription was that $1 conversion back in, what was it? 2018 or whatever. Um, right now my game pass subscription is all the way out to like Q3 of 2024. Like, that's how much I'm stacking it because, A, yeah, I, get Microsoft. I, a I, I'm using the program as they intended, right? I'm going ahead, I'm getting the points, and I'm redeeming. Um, but here we go again. Like, you and I have a different, different view on that. Like, I'm okay doing the searches. It takes a couple oh, minutes no, to I, earn the points, and you would much rather just I don't, pay the money.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's not that I, you know, really want to hate on you or anybody for using that and taking advantage of the the system that they have provided. Um, it's more just, I, I yeah, have the limited time. Of time. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I, I have the limited amount of time. And so I just don't wanna spend it doing a bunch of BS or whatever that feels like more work. Well, you know, let me tell you,
0: <laughs> the time on the toilet is is more useful scrolling YouTube or something than doing a couple of searches, so be it. Um, but to, to harp back on my point, I think it'd be better for them to be open and transparent because the whole notion here is to keep people in your ecosystem, right? Why are they doing this? Because... I I would imagine a lot of eyes are going over to Xbox right now. Why did they go ahead and revamp the, the PlayStation Plus service to now get rid of PlayStation Now and put it all together? Because Game Pass was beating them over the head and getting a lot of eyes and a lot of potential subscribers looking over there going, man, it's really hard to argue with the actual value that you get in all the games over there. Like, Unless you're a friggin' pony and you're sitting here arguing about you know the nonsense, like, Xbox oh, has no games, then I'm sorry, you have a mental deficit if you look over there and you see hundreds and hundreds of games in an inventory uh, that you go ahead and you pay, uh, what do we say it is, like 10 bucks a month, unless you get the ultimate and it's, you know, $15. Um, there's yeah, so much...
1: And I guess why anybody would not have doubled that up, I guess, at this point. but
0: Yeah, <laughs> but so, uh, case in point, I think PlayStation was seeing that and they want to draw the eyes back over on their platform and and make them stay there so to me it would be best uh in their regard to go ahead and be very open and transparent about it so people say oh you know i can actually uh go ahead and subscribe to you know stack my tiers or whatever of of the new playstation plus and then just stay here and play the games i don't know why they wouldn't do that um but you know playstation has surprised me in the past hopefully this won't be one of those occasions Um, we'll see
1: yeah i mean uh Xbox recently, admittedly, I think it was only for that week or whatever. But uh, but Xbox Series consoles uh, outsold PlayStation consoles for like a week in Japan. And I mean, yeah. it could just be that everybody in Japan already has access to the PlayStation if they wanted it. But uh, still, uh, still
0: impressive thing. You know, I think I think the big thing, uh, and again, not never been to japan myself i would love to um but i think what i've heard from a lot of the the gaming pundits if you will is um, over there space is a lot more uh conservative i mean you we we had offline that link that you shared about like australia like down in sydney the space being so conservative that like you had like these little tube hotels or whatever which i've seen uh showcased in japan before as well oh no that
1: was that was housing. That was actual rental property for like housing
0: for people. Right, right, right. So so I'm saying like when we talk about that uh, space is limited. And so that that's at least what I've heard is that because of that, things like the Xbox Series S being a much smaller form factor have been that driving force in in particularly that uh, that week of of highlight of hardware sales, uh, overpowering uh, the PlayStation side of the house in favor of Xbox. But, you know, (laughs) To each their own, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, as time goes on. Um, In other PlayStation news, though, uh, talking about bolstering up that PlayStation Plus service, coming to Extra and Premium, so again, Essentials being your baseline and then Extra is kind of that middle and Premium, which, you know, I went ahead and and just the way my membership stacked up, I'm Premium and I am going to be PlayStation Plus Premium for quite a few years, Um, but by the look of it, by by value comparison, like if you are a PlayStation fan and you just want to get the PS Plus Extra, which is like the middle tier, you're not really going to be missing out on anything, especially because of cases like this, where uh, Ubisoft Plus Classics, uh, as they're called, um, which is what they're calling a curated selection of games, is going to be coming to PlayStation Plus, again, to the Extra and the... Uh, premium tiers starting July 19th, right around the corner next week. Um, So this news is, uh, I want to say about maybe a week old, a little less than a week old, and we just, you know, missed it in last week's show. Uh, But what you're going to see is coming on July 19th, being added to PlayStation Plus is going to be the SEO collection. So that is Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed Revelations uh you're gonna see black flag including the freedom cry standalone game assassin's creed unity and assassin's creed rogue remastered those are all going to be added to uh playstation plus um again for the premium uh and the uh, extra tiers here coming around the corner on july 19th and there's already a bunch of ubisoft titles on there including uh assassin's creed valhalla that's like the big ps5 title that they've got on the service right now uh the division for honor and a couple of other games like Child of Life, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon, etc. cetera. So um, this one has me kind of lukewarm because uh, I know that a lot of people have probably already played many of these games. Uh, if you haven't, and you happen to go ahead and, and dive into the PlayStation Plus subscription, this sounds like it's gonna be a really great opportunity for you to kind of dip into some of that history and nostalgia of the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, leading up to the next piece of news. I'm just going to pass up on, on Matt because I don't think he's going to have much to say on that one. Uh, I mean, leading, go ahead, go ahead. Tell us about oh. your Assassin's Creed Love on PlayStation.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. No, the the only thing I was going to say was that uh, in terms of, you know, everybody's already played this or whatever, I would imagine that, uh, you know, the gamers that are in the generation that you and I fall into have probably all had their fill of that if they, you know, were so inclined, but uh, it's easy for us to forget that there's, there's a younger generation out there. They, they missed out on, you know, some of those older titles at least, and those were good ones. So
0: and maybe that's, maybe yeah. that's, maybe that's just, uh, maybe doesn't cost you something, you yeah, maybe that's just cavalier of me. I think when I think of the younger generation, though, they're not playing stuff like these games, like classics. I say classics, but the stuff that we played in the last decade or so, they're probably playing more like Fortnite and uh, I don't know, maybe Roblox, like maybe the latest Call of Duty, like any of the younger casts that I deal with at work or elsewhere, they're they're all playing like the brand new stuff. And then if I say well, something I'm, like oh, they're yeah, playing played this game like 10 years ago, they're like, why would you do that? It's like, yeah. I don't know, because it's a great piece of art.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know. Um, but anywho, uh, moving on to the next piece. This, I know, was previously announced, but we're just catching it this week. Uh, so if all this Assassin's Creed news and, and uh, the 15th anniversary of the initial release of the Assassin's Creed franchise in November of uh, 2007, if all of this doesn't you know strike your fancy... Get ready, because coming up on Saturday, September 10th, uh, there's going to be another Ubisoft Forward event. So for those uninitiated, basically, we had all of our our summer stuff for the most part, right? You had your uh, Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Uh, PlayStation did one of their state of plays. Nintendo kind of had a little um, um, uh, Nintendo Direct in there once or twice. Uh, This is Ubisoft's chance to go ahead and show us what they've got cooking. So uh, I can say I'm looking forward to this one in the sense that I want to see how many Stokes they got in the fire, right? They've already announced and have talked about the Avatar game. We haven't really seen much of that. Don't know how far in development that is when it's coming out. Uh, They've mentioned the Division Heartland. We haven't really heard anything about that in quite some time. Um, They have. It's probably high time for another Ghost Recon game um they are working on the i can't remember if it's a a remake or a remaster i want to say it's simply a remaster of the original splinter cell game Uh, but they have a lot of stuff that they're working on and um you know supposedly they're also going to showcase this is a little more rumor than than factual um but supposedly they're also going to showcase the new assassin's creed infinity Whatever that's gonna be, uh, my imagination wants to go wild with that, but then reality kind of tempers me down. So, uh, Matt, what do you, what do you think? Are you looking forward to a Ubisoft presentation? Or are we just so tired of the formula that <laughs> we're scared to yeah, see? I mean, you,
1: know, you know, I'll I'll look up the highlights, I guess, and there there are a couple of things that they could do that, you know, or that they are doing that I've got interest in to some degree, but be uh, yeah, I don't know that I ever really have high hopes or good expectations from uh, a ubisoft title um i think it is a a, i don't you know i'm not sure about splinter cell i want to say it should be a remake because a remaster at this point is not gonna really do much to sell like a new generation on it um you already have the consoles that upscale everything anyway and on pc you can just run it whatever to try and get as much you know aliasing out of the picture as you can um but having a new one with you know the ability to take advantage of current hardware and add a little more uh you know feature set greater expanded feature set from you know some of the other games or whatever not the not the market execute thing that that doesn't need to make its way in there but uh just you know smoother uh mechanics and yada yada whatever yeah uh, the
0: market so, enemies so that, conviction
1: yeah i don't need that but uh but 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 that game uh you know ghost recon i mean they They have done dirty things that series but i'll i'll check that out you know uh but uh i'm gonna call it now not that this is gonna happen i'm just kidding but uh, but they're gonna spend the entire presentation on beyond good and evil 2 and just show us what that game is gonna be and announce that it's coming out at the end of the year i'm just kidding that's not gonna happen
0: uh (laughs) i would I was tempering my imagination, but you—you you just like took it, put it on horseback, and you ran wild with it right there out, out in the field of dreams.
1: I um, I prefaced and ended that saying that that is not going to happen. You, I'll I'll do a backflip on camera and break my neck if uh, they even mention that <laughs> during the presentation.
0: I heard it. That's that's the I'm hot take the right now. So Everybody. We're gonna, uh, we're going to we're gonna go ahead and put that live, too. I'll find a way and we'll get it on
1: YouTube. Live. When, I, when I murder myself.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll do it. We'll do All it. Right. Cool, cool. Well, yeah. uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, dude, I almost think, as, you, as you're talking a little more about the Splinter Cell, now, before I didn't really think so, now I really think it has to be, if they're going to do a Splinter Cell, it has to be a remake, and now is probably as good a time as any to get new blood to replace michael ironside like i don't want that his voice is classic of the character but at the same token Mm -hmm. just like you said before you know alluding with the assassin's creed games there's been so many people that have never even experienced that franchise like we have um but there's so many of the younger generation that haven't experienced it like the the best case i have is like spider-man uh versus spider-man miles morales over there on playstation like There's a lot of younger generation that are like, I don't really know that Spider-Man, that Peter Parker Spider-Man, because I didn't grow up with them. But this Miles Morales Spider-Man, like I dig him, my age group, my feel, you know, my whatever, uh, my my common upbringing, if you will. And so I kind of liken it to that where nobody in that younger generation probably grew up with a Michael Ironside, uh, you know, Sam Fisher like we did. So I think now may be a good time as any for them to get some new talent there but who knows i, I i'm ready like i wish i had like some dollar bills to start flinging right now because i want to place bets so bad that they go ahead i want to call up ubisoft and say hey can you guys go ahead and just just literally just mention beyond good and evil too because i gotta get this guy to go so anywho uh something that also may or may not have you doing flips Uh, or rolling over in the grave, it kind of depends on which way you look at it. Uh, This news coming out of Polygon, but Xbox has confirmed that they will have a physical presence at Gamescom 2022. So, for those that have never heard of Gamescom before, it is the big gaming presentation that takes place in Cologne, Germany, uh, roughly every August. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head if we have dates announced yet. If we looked it up here, uh, we could find it. But Uh, It comes out, like I said, in Cologne, Germany. It's usually a really great presentation for the fact that it is a huge uh, conference arena. They go ahead and they have it separated where press kind of goes and does their own thing. And then fans kind of go and do their thing. And it's almost like a a Comic-Con type situation um, where you have access to the games and the talent that make the games and everything like that. Uh, But... Jeff Keighley is going to be there um, with the opening night live, which is something that he's done there in the past. But I'm, I'm looking forward to Gamescom. I think um, the for, again, talking about Xbox specifically, I think the presentation that they had this summer, the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, was good. But like, like we talked about, it, I think the whole next 12 months thing kind of threw a lot of people off. So it left some things... Uh, question and left some things to be desired. Matt, are you looking forward to them taking this opportunity and maybe like showcasing some more later on kind of stuff?
1: I think you're going to be disappointed, but I mean, I'll be curious to see what they show and whatever else I guess is shown at the show. But uh, I I think in their statement, like confirming that they were going to be there, they also mentioned that their focus was going to continue to be on like the next 12 month kind of a thing. Uh, So yeah, I I think I fear you may be disappointed, but we'll see. Maybe they've got a you know, ace or two
0: up their sleeve, so to speak. I mean, I'll tell you what though, if they show me more of Redfall, uh and it's some quality stuff, it's probably gonna get me even more interested uh if they show they'll, some what more. What they'll
1: stuff. do is uh they'll be the ones partnered with Ubisoft to reveal that coming to Game Pass Christmas twenty twenty two, beyond good and evil two, and then they'll do a full no I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> Well, I mean it's funny it's funny that you say that, though, right? Because like, this is kind of like the joke that you say about me and building my PC. Like, So if they say in the next 12 months, well, cool. They said that in June showcase, but now we're talking August. So we're two months later. So does that move the goalposts? So now we're talking 12 months from August of this year to Plus, now we're talking, you, you know, know, like.
1: a New game in there or something. Now we're
0: get, yeah, exactly. Now we're getting deeper into that Q3 of next year. So maybe they'll show that teaser for Fable that we didn't Could see. Be. I'm Could just kidding. Be. I don't think Fable's coming <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, before. me neither. <laughs> um, the sad part though, uh in, in with this article, it also mentioned that Sony, Nintendo, Activision Blizzard, uh Take Two have all said that they are will not be having any type of showcase or appearance at Gamescom this year. So in some regards it's gonna be good, in others it's gonna leave kind of a bad taste, I think, and leave something to be desired. But Ubisoft and Bad Night Namco are also supposed to be there uh with their own exhibits. So, you know, it, it's gonna be a mixed bag. Um, What's also apparently going to be a mixed bag, at least from my feelings, and I'm sure uh, that Matt's going to echo this one, is uh, this coming out of PC Gamer that Microsoft has announced a new clothing line called Hardware, spelt H A R D W E A R, not like hardware, like computer hardware, but Cause, hard cause hardware. Really? I mean, dude. So I went ahead and I looked at the, uh, I looked at at the showcase that they did the, the video for this um i'm gonna be wholly honest i was not impressed um i think this was a great opportunity to showcase uh uh, an independent designer and showcase uh the designer being gavin matthew um pushing some of the the stuff that he's got in there the interesting thing which i didn't wholly understand is they say the clothing is designed not necessarily to focus on the clothing but to focus on showcasing the individual uh and maybe I'm out to lunch, but I thought that was kind of all of what the type of clothes you wore was about. Like the style of clothes you wear is indicative of your personality. So Matt, what, uh, I mean, like I said, I'm not super crazy about this one. What, what do you think about this?
1: Well, I mean, the whole the whole point there is just to reinforce the idea that, you know, we're helping you to establish your identity or whatever. So give us your money and we'll send you this product. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I... I think it's pretty hilarious, to be honest. I, I just happened to stumble upon that and saw what they were offering. And I'm like, what even is this? Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, if people want to buy it, then they're welcome to. I, you know, I'll probably be skipping that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Microsoft hardware, they're hard.
0: Yeah, dude, I don't even want to go into this anymore because I feel like I'm just being negative. But, like, this is also coming from somebody that spent the money and I got the Xbox Adidas shoes, you know, and right. those uh, those are specifically put away because I've, I find them, A, that nostalgia uh, or nostalgic, and B, they're just that freaking nice that, like, I don't want them scuffed. Like, maybe if I get the opportunity, either on behalf of G3 or, you know, just by myself, to go to another Xbox event be like an xo or something like that i i may wear them then um but outside of that like yeah i'm probably not going to touch those bad boys because uh they just they just nice They're, that's the first and only time i'll probably ever be a shoe collector but i don't see myself collecting this hardware uh move you don't right love along.
1: And want to represent clippy no come on uh
0: come clippy on. wasn't even on there i didn't see clippy i mean I'd, i have right i I, would,
1: no, I was just i was just joking
0: I'd rep Clippy. I didn't see him. You know, maybe that was maybe it was something about uh, uh, Windows ninety five uh, not wanting to have an infringement there.
1: Hi. Uh, it looks like you're trying to print.
0: Yeah. Uh, so in other hardware news, uh, this I thought was <laughs> interesting, and I, I'm just going to sit back and let Matt take it away. Uh, but this coming out of the Verge, Sega has announced they are releasing a new genesis mini 2 and this is coming out in october it's going to come packed with more games um i can i think i can safely say from us talking and knowing each other's past matt you've never been a sega kid growing up uh and i imagine that your perspective is not going to be very good on this product especially since uh they're saying it's going to be available exclusively through amazon and uh, pre-orders are already up for $103.80. Uh, and apparently, it's also going to be about $22 in shipping because they're coming straight out of Japan. So, I, I don't know. My wife was a Sega kid. I was a Nintendo kid, although I did play a bunch of Sega with friends when I was younger. Is this, is this something we are looking forward to at all? Uh,
1: I don't know. i probably skip on it, but I guess if somebody wants to Sell one later at a lower cost. I might go for it or something. I don't know. I I don't like the disposable hardware that is bundled with the stuff. I I don't know. It's it, it's not terrible, I guess. But uh, but no, I enjoyed Sega as a kid. Actually, that was part of the reason why I was never a PlayStation guy, I guess, or whatever. We had like Nintendo and Sega, and then I oh, moved on or- to Xbox. Uh, yeah, you know. But uh, but Echo the Dolphin all day. Uh, yeah.
0: You know. Maybe maybe we'll finally get you uh, get you a Switch because you know you can play Echo. Uh, with the, uh, the Genesis games that are on Nintendo Switch Online. Interesting. And, uh, okay. Uh,
1: that's, that's not going to sell me on it, but that is interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, I, I think there is, especially, I don't know if it will get any better. I think we are in a unique place in time where this type of hardware is actually going to have a market. And I say that because I'm looking right now, I've had it in one of my Amazon lists for a while, the Sega Genesis Flashback which is uh, a pretty similar product. It's like a mini console that was uh, made with all these you know, retro uh, Genesis games packed in on there, but I'm looking, you can't get it new. And the best price you can find right now, at least on Amazon is $210 as I'm looking at it right now. So the notion of when we compile, this is a older, I mean, granted it's a remake kind of deal, but this is an older console, they're packing in games uh, limited issue or limited supply with all the supply chain issues going on, and it's probably only going to be available for a limited time. I'm going to imagine that this is probably going to be a collector's item, and it might actually find its own market. Um, I
1: don't, I don't doubt that. Yeah.
0: So, anywho, uh, if if you're interested, like I said, go to Amazon. You can order it right now. Um, what, <laughs> what, what, what you can't order is. Any more wild news than this right here? And this isn't like super wild. For me, this is kind of wild. Maybe this is kind of blase blah, say, blah for some of you. Uh, but this coming out of Game Informer, Nintendo went ahead and actually purchased an animation studio. Um, so Dynamo Pictures, um, as they are currently known, uh, well, they're formerly known, excuse me. Nintendo went ahead and basically did the full-up purchase and they renamed them to Nintendo Pictures, Uh, and they're going to be focusing on basically bringing out movies, television, what have you, uh, based around Nintendo's iconic IPs. So you know there's going to be some Mario, there's going to be some Zelda, uh, maybe some Kirby, like you name it, anything. Uh, When we go back to, uh, what was the Knights game? Oh, I can't think of it now. There's been so many great memories uh, with playing Nintendo over the years as a kid and everything. Um, But it's uh it's interesting because this is going to be uh, dynamo if you're curious went ahead and was behind the animated pikmin shorts um i never got to see those um but it looks like it'll be kind of interesting uh bottom line is this kind of like we talked about previous with the studio purchases uh, by playstation or you know the major acquisitions by playstation or xbox um this is a done deal nintendo went ahead And they purchased 100% of the shares for this company. And so they wholly own it. They decide what they want to do with it. And so they went ahead and they said, hey, uh, we want to go ahead and just have our own little um, corner of the multimedia world where we can go ahead and make uh, all these movies and everything. Which to me is kind of interesting considering what we talked about like two or three episodes ago where we brought up – uh, Reggie Fils-Aimé, who was the former CEO of Nintendo, and what did he say? He literally said, "Probably one of the best moves for Nintendo is to go ahead and diversify uh, uh-huh. their IPs and expand them." Expand into your platform.
1: Order. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and so this this sounds like they're doing exactly that. You know, they're tapping into the nostalgia and everything of their Nintendo IPs. So Matt, uh, what what do we think about this one?
1: Yeah, I, honestly, I I'm curious to see what the ultimate purpose of the purchase is going to be as far as what they're going to have them work on. Um, they didn't, they weren't really, they weren't real specific as far as indicating that it was going to be a move into like, you know, animated film productions or anything. Um, they said it was to enhance their, you know, whatever. So I'd be curious to see if it was, I, I, unfortunately I'm not, familiar with any of the projects they've worked on I I I hadn't seen any of that stuff so I don't know like what the animation is or how they're how they're doing this but I'd be curious to see if it was to to help with their you know filmic aspects of some of their games or whatever um yeah I don't know interesting all together you had mentioned previously you've referred to the fact that they've you know pulled like deals away from Amazon and stuff because people have found out about them and everything they're very protective of their their content um uh, so you know maybe they're maybe they're gonna do the zelda series on my own on, on their own on my own uh yeah i don't know we'll, we'll see
0: i could very easily see because because that's what nintendo's like notorious for right is control 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 and like good bad indifferent it's, um i could see them doing keeps exactly them a <laughs> yeah i could see them doing exactly that like building like you said like a zelda um you know, they, they clearly know how to do story and I could see them making a Zelda show and selling that directly, um, well, maybe, maybe it's a prime video or maybe it's Netflix. Like those companies, uh, are thirsty for content, especially original content. I mean, but if you don't have the original content, you're probably going to go ahead and pay the premium for the stuff that you know is going to draw eyes. Right. Uh, bad example but like prime video amazon went ahead and paid an absolute fortune to get the rights to go ahead and do this new lord of the rings show um was it rings of power which who knows uh, exactly when that's coming out i have heard a rumor that's going to be coming out next year but um you're paying a fortune for the ip so to this same degree if nintendo still controls the ip they can make the show as they want to make it and name their price then you know if Netflix or whoever knows is gonna draw eyes, they're probably gonna be willing to, to pay the money on that. Um, the final closure of this acquisition, yes, like we said, they're doing it 100%, the shares are being done and everything. Uh, but again, the legalese and everything, this is gonna close out in full, uh, expected to on October 3rd. Um, yeah, A- and unfortunately I got really excited because I was like, oh, they're gonna do the Mario movie all by themselves but then i forgot that they're actually working on that in conjunction with universal studios and uh there's no way they're going to go ahead and, and shut that down unless they somehow got uh, you know the the agreements where everything is in nintendo's favor because i'm sure universal would be pretty upset if nintendo tried to pull the rug out last minute to do their own thing um so that wraps up the news so to speak is there anything that we missed, Matt? I don't think so. I think we covered just about everything before our next topic here.
1: Hey, nothing, I guess, extremely important.
0: All right, excellent. <laughs> uh, cool. So um, this next one. Screen uh, controller.
1: everybody. I
0: mean, you want to talk about it? Go talk about it a minute. Go no,
1: I've, we're not sponsored. <laughs>
0: we're, you my- want us to talk about <laughs> your equipment, you need a sponsor. Um, That's right. Send me almost- one from Razor. So uh, this next, so what we're gonna talk here is uh, kind of a a combination of articles, news out of CNET, PC Gamer, and IGN. So uh, Unity is apparently not very unifying. So there was a comment that recently surfaced by former EA CEO, John Riccatello, who basically like it really caught the attention because I I think you'll understand, and I'm not going to censor it. That's not to, you know, be, uh, uh, overly explicit with the words on purpose, but I I want to, he's going to pull up here. I want to say it in what I think is the spirit and the intent that this word choice was made. Right. Uh, so Rigatello spoke about microtransactions of video games. Uh, I'm reading this almost verbatim from IGN. My so, that's, that's is a word. Uh, so he said, talking about the creative process, uh, some of these are quote most beautiful and pure, brilliant people end quote. That's speaking of the devs. But he said they're also quote some of the biggest fucking idiots end quote. Uh, he basically went on and and. Elaborated in his context to simply say that if you're not thinking about adding microtransactions to games, you're dumb. So, uh, a little background on uh, Mr. Riccatello here. So, he left EA after six years. This was back in, uh, what do we say, 2013? Yeah, 2013. He went ahead and he left EA. Uh, after a, a six-year stint starting in 2007. Um, I, I can say it's a little surprising considering when we think back to like 2007 up to, through 2013, we did actually have some really good titles uh, out of EA at that time. We had a couple Battlefield titles. You had the Mass Effect series come out. Um, but so... Space. What's that? Yeah, Dead Space. Sorry, was in I there. Dead Space. Yeah. Um, but so... Uh, whether Rickettello had a you know a firm hand in the development of those games or not, I don't know. But guess what? Those were all, uh, for the most part, uh, except for Battlefield, they were a single player. They were great frigging games. They didn't have uh, microtransactions, so it's pretty interesting for him to be making this comment. What's also interesting is he is currently the CEO of Unity, which we've talked about a little recently in the news as going ahead they've laid off several hundred employees uh, recently to go ahead and realign their resources. Uh, they also were responsible. I want to say this was last year we talked about it, um, but they bought Weta digital for 1.6 billion. And now they've gone ahead. And according to the wall street journal, they're paying 4.4 billion to buy iron source. Um, so th- this part particularly coming out of PC Gamer. So for those familiar with Iron Source, or if you're not familiar, uh, the long and short of it is they go ahead and have been notorious for allegedly bundling malware onto these other programs that you actually desire to have downloaded onto your computer. They go ahead and they put crap on there as well. Malware just bundled in. Um, So it brings a lot of question because Unity you know, we talked about them in one of the more recent shows, basically saying they build one of the larger third party game engines that, uh, you know, independent developers or mainline developers like to use. Uh, and some interesting quotes in here, uh, you had uh, Andrea Gaita, who runs um, Spoiled Cat Studio, went ahead and said, quote, a game engine is the thing that you use to build and distribute games to devices the vendors of those devices like apple need to trust that the game is not building bad things along with the game merging with a company that specializes in bundling malware is wtf end quote uh, and there was also somebody else who again dropped an f-bomb basically saying you know forget unity um because this is a ridiculous move you got somebody who just recently uh is at the helms of unity right now and recently made a comment that saying if developers aren't looking at microtransactions uh they're not very in, in uh smart individuals and now on top of it unity's going ahead they laid off a whole bunch of uh presumably great talent to go ahead and try to save some money to invest in some things, presumably like this, where they're going ahead and buying, uh, iron source, a company that does online content packaging, uh, but also bundles in some malware. So, uh, from my perspective, this is unfortunate news. Um, I, you know, I am not really familiar with iron source. However, I am most definitely familiar with the concept of like, Hey, I want to download this software. What do you mean? I have to bundle in this piece of crap, extra software that I don't want. Right? So, uh, this is a little disheartening, especially because again, this is unity. They're pretty freaking big. Uh, and I'm going to shut up at this point, Matt. What, what do we think? Is this, uh, where, where our feelings lie on, on this whole thing with Mr. Riccatello uh, and this new, uh, partnership, uh, with Unity and Iron Source.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think anybody who's been watching <laughs> has to know that I'm not gonna be a fan of this. Um, but I mean, I think it's pretty indicative of the way that things are going to go with the industry, unfortunately. Um, you had Xbox booking into bringing ads into everything. I mean, everything, everything is microtransaction based. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, the industry has grown to the point where everything is bloated as hell. And it's getting harder and harder to even convince people to buy a game at $60. Meanwhile, it's costing them a lot of money. They'd love to charge more, you know, at, at sale price, uh, MSRP. So instead they're reducing the, you know, amount of individual transactions is hoping to make it back up in bulk. And that has worked for, you know, various examples that have basically jumpstarted the industry to leap full, you know, full forward into this. Um, they've been trying for a while, but it's, it's catching on and, I don't know it's just gonna keep happening man cars you know car manufacturers they're they're starting to you know sell features in your car as a subscription back to you BMW is like hey you want to use your heated seats well you know pay for the subscription and uh, so yeah I don't know man it's uh it's the new world the new the new way that you know the market works I guess you don't actually own the thing you own oh, I don't don't, don't even, don't <laughs> sorry, even. Get we're going on off that. on that tangent. No, yeah, don't even get started. on it. Anyways.
0: Uh, yeah. Here, here goes uh, Mr. Mow them down about to mow everybody down with his uh, obsession with corporate America, running everything. And we're going to be living in cyberpunk 2077 in uh, 2033. Anywho. Um, so I think the last, last thing I'll say on this one is, is, yeah, this is disheartening, especially because I lately more so than, than ever, I've been very vocal at saying just make a good game. Right, when we look at Battlefield 2042, um, there's a lot of talk, and we may talk about that next week, but there's a lot of talk in the background on like how they're realigning or refocusing and doing whatever. Uh, and I think the bottom line is they focused on the wrong crap when they were making the game. They wanted to make this thing like Siege, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, where you go ahead and you're selling operators and doing skins or whatever. Just make a damn Battlefield game. Just make a good game, and then add in whatever bs microtransactions or whatever you want afterwards case in point elden ring um i have yet to play it you you know matt i I know i've gone ahead and put a bunch of hours into it um elden ring uh has sold like crazy i've heard something to the effect of like 20 million copies Uh, and i'm just and i'm just doing some dummy math right again this is uh some of this is rumor, some of this is pretty good speculation. Elden Ring costs roughly 200 million in their development budget. So, yeah, as you alluded to, you know, these things are costing more and more. But if, if, and there is a asterisk here, uh, if those 20 million copies were bought at full price of $60, that comes out to $1,200,000,000. You basically uh, made back that investment, what, six times over? And all they did, is there any microtransactions in Elden Ring, Matt?
1: Not as of yet. <laughs> exactly.
0: They just made a okay. good friggin' game. Either,
1: honestly, yeah. There's they gonna just be just made a good
0: friggin' game. Like, I don't understand why this is a why this is a difficult concept. Just make a good game. You don't need to be bloated, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You don't need to go ahead and you know have something that is meant to be this epic universe that people keep getting sucked into <laughs> Fortnite. Uh, just make a good friggin' game and the word of mouth is going to do the job for you. Uh, sorry that that sounds kind of preachy, but I'm just sick and tired of hearing the same talk again about NFTs and microtransactions and all this stuff. It's like, just make a good game. It doesn't yep. have to be grandiose. It do- Jedi, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, right? Not a huge game not microtransaction riddled. And we just talked about it last week. It was like the biggest feather in the cap lately for EA, the company that is hell bent on all the microtransactions.
1: But I, I think the problem with that, and admittedly, I, had, I would have to look this up, but my suspicion is, my hunch is that although that did very well critically, and was well acclaimed, both by the you know regular consumer and, and the uh, reviewer. I don't know if that sold quite like the hotcakes they were hoping i'm sure it did well enough to justify the sequel and obviously there was enough buzz about the first one that that hoped that the hype train for the second one would would bring more people in but uh yeah it wasn't exactly
0: you know i don't think it sold 20 million copies or whatever uh... no well and so everything depends right it's all it's all taken with a grain of salt like we don't know i could take a hot minute here to look up what the predicted or if ea went ahead and said uh what Jedi Fallen orders um blah, 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 but blah, blah, everything blah, blah, blah. needs to sell 20 million copies to be a success but so like, um what i'm seeing right now usually is,
1: expectations are not met and they
0: yeah
1: and
0: it's more in its heyday uh what i'm seeing is jedi fallen order if we're using that example we're kind of going on a tangent slightly but it sold about eight million units right um here we go again dummy match. what is that that's 480 million dollars off the top of my head um right i can't i can't find how much it costs to produce that game but i'm going to almost guarantee that it wasn't near 200 million dollars uh right. good looking game you had some voice talent and everything but i I would maybe go like one fifty, maybe a little, less, but nonetheless, they made the money back, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I think again, this is maybe a little preachy on my part, but I think a better bet, unless you are an independent developer or like a sole developer, like a, a, a Crisis or not Crisis Crytek, excuse me, um, or dude, I don't know, because trying to think of a sole developer that's able to not only create their game, but publish it solo without partnering with somebody, those are a little few and far between, right? But if you uh, are one of these where you're an EA, a Ubisoft or something, I think they need to get smart. And while Epic hasn't like fully come around to doing this just yet, you need to get your cash cow a la Rocket League, a Fortnite or whatever, and let that be your ecosystem that builds money, something that feels um, natural to go ahead and have those microtransactions and that type of environment in the game, right? Whether it's skins or whatever. I I feel fully comfortable that there are microtransactions and stuff in Rocket League, right? It's still a great game. I'm happy to play it with you or anybody else. doesn't mean I have to buy the skins or whatever. We know some people who have spent lots of money on skins in that game, the the whales, if you will. but so that's that's their cash cow. And what does that do? That then allows them to fund other ventures like right. A Fallen Order, like, you know, the Jedi Survivor, like whatever else is coming. We're just spitting out things here. But I'm like, that is my thing. Just make your cash cow over here and then don't touch everything else. Make a good frigging game, bottom line. Just make a good game. And everybody yeah. will talk its praises. Like, literally, are there microtransactions for Doom, the Doom that came out in 2018? nope and what do people do they've sang the praises saying that it's a great game that they brought back some of the nostalgia of doom but introduced new stuff you played uh doom eternal right i played uh, both
1: I, they they were both okay but
0: yeah. la- sorry last i heard right. you were playing doom eternal but like yeah. i think you would say good things about both games and again no microtransactions just make a good freaking game anyways i'm done i'm off myself i
1: agree no I, I agree they're they're could be some complaints regarding the second as far as how they did their DLC and whether or not
0: that should maybe just been content in the game, but it, it is what it is. Oh, hey. the, uh, t- 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 what was it? The fall, Fallen Gods? Not Fallen Gods. I can't remember. Something, something. along
1: those lines. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, sorry. Um, haven't got to play. Uh, I played a bit of uh, Doom 2018, but I need to, I need, dude, I have so many games to finish. So much of a backlog, Matt, and you know what? We're only gonna add more to it because now it's time for <coughs> release radar. Um, so coming up uh, today is July fifteenth. We kind of already covered all the way up to today. So what can folks look forward to starting next week and beyond? We got As Dust Falls on the Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC, July nineteenth. <laughs> Somebody's looking forward to that. Uh, Endling Extinction is forever on PS four. Xbox One, Switch, and PC on July 19th. Fallen Angel on Switch and PC July 19th. Into the Breach on iOS and Android on July 19th. Stray. You know, all the all the PlayStation fanboys and fangirls and fan fankitties out there have been looking forward to this one for a while. It's coming out on PS5, PS4, and PC on July 19th. Seems to be a hot day coming up. Uh, Bright Memory Infinite coming out on PS5, Xbox series consoles as well as switch July 21st Coromon on switch July 21st live a live coming out uh, on switch on the 22nd and we can probably go ahead and stop there and that'll lead us into next week. So uh, while Matt steps away one more time uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I I am kind of looking forward to as dust falls um, this one. I am confident that they've said it's going to come out on Xbox Game Pass day one. So this is something, if I recall, is a narrative story-based game that is exclusively coming to Xbox. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what that is. There's been a lot of hype in there. It's not something, um, it's not a game that I would classically play. But nevertheless, I'm interested to, to give it a shot. Uh, and then Stray it's already been announced as coming out day one, uh, on the PlayStation plus service. So that's coming July 19th. Uh, I don't believe I have pre-installed it Yeah, I don't think you can pre-install on PlayStation, but, uh, I am looking forward to, to checking that out as well. So Matt, all these, uh, wonderful titles that we just talked about going through, uh, July 22nd. Are you, are you feeling anything you want to that bright memory infinite got you got you got you going.
1: I mean, honestly, yes. Like I'm looking forward to checking that out. Um, yeah, I think Ascent balls is probably going to be my my most like appealing game to check out or whatever immediately. Yeah, but I thought uh, that too. It's on the list. I got to be yeah. honest. I do like that it's also coming out on PC at the same time. And have to might have to get that for the lady or whatever. No, uh, you know,
0: get get it, it on uh, get it on Steam. But, it should be on Steam and Epic Game but, Store, I believe.
1: But um, yeah, honestly, that as dusk falls, like that, that looks cool. I remember, you know, catching that originally when they first announced it. it looked pretty interesting to me. Their, you know, most recent showing at the recent shows. I got to be honest you, know, continue to wet my appetite. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm hoping it's gonna be good. I don't know. I, I hope I'm not disappointed. But uh, yeah, it seems like it should be good.
0: Alright, cool. Well, you know, just just go ahead and keep the mic. Let the, let the folks know what you've been doing, what you've been playing, and uh, where can they uh, not find you still. <laughs> can you hear me? Did you lose the audio? Oh, technical difficulties, I guess. There we go. My bad. Okay. This was set. Said- <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you're uh, your sign-off, sir. What you been doing, what you been playing, and uh, oh. people still not find you.
1: That's right. You can't find me nowhere? Uh, been playing a tiny bit of Elden Ring, trying to make progress, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Not a whole lot of time. Curious to see what you want to play when we're done with this.
0: Uh, So for me, it has been, uh, I mean, you know, I won't go into a lot of detail about it here on the show. There's a lot of personal stuff going on. Uh, It's taken up quite a bit of time, both uh, away from gaming and even from work. Um, That being said, I have gone ahead and tried to stay true to my word of uh, being ready for Ragnarok. Uh, And I've been playing quite a bit. Uh, I say quite a bit. I, I don't know without going into detail i don't know how many people have finished the game or not finished the game i've completed at least one realm uh in uh god of war so um i'm going ahead and kind of working through that game it's taking me some time because i'm that dude that like even if i i go to this one thing and atreus is like this has this is something we don't have yet i'm still that ass that's going ahead and like throwing the axe at it or trying to punch it or whatever i'm like no i must know what this is even if you know it's locked behind a game mechanic that i won't get for another 10 or 20 hours um so i've been playing a bunch of god of war uh that has been the go-to and then otherwise uh very little uh, here we go again. You know, very little slay the spire. Um, can't, keep can't uh, do. I can't. That that game is just again coupled with uh, the quick resume functionality and everything. It's just it's so easy. I just hop in there, get a couple rungs uh, up the up the spire, and I can just move on. And you know, just again leave it there, come back to it later. And now yeah. having it on uh, Xbox as well as having it on PlayStation cause it was a free PlayStation plus game. Um, it's painful because now I find myself dueling between the two and I'm like, okay, I beat, uh, with this character on this console, but I didn't beat with that character on this console. So I'm like trying to almost like neck and neck mirror them because for no reason other than I like the game that friggin' much. And I'm trying to, uh, get all the achievements and the platinum, which probably won't happen. Um, but yeah, that, that's where the the eye on the prize is right now. It's finishing God of War, getting the platinum and that, uh, and then we'll see what, what happens afterwards. Um, otherwise, got caught up on Miss Marvel on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I have not watched the season finale, so I will check that out this weekend. Um, again, been kind of sparingly watching that. Uh, it's, it's definitely interesting because I could imagine, and I hope that I'm wrong, but I could very easily imagine... That a lot of folks are turned off by a show like that because of how much culture is demonstrated, like non-American culture is demonstrated. But I dig that. I dig that hardcore. Um, Moon Knight. I loved a lot of the Arabic hip hop that they had going on uh, in the uh, you know the title or the credit sequences, and kind of the same thing going on with Miss Marvel. I really like what they're showcasing there. But anyways, uh, that's it for me um you can find uh, me known as ice uh, on all things give me social media and what's up
1: oh yeah known as ice everybody uh now if we're, if we're talking about television uh, everybody go watch righteous gemstones uh if you have hbo i caught up on the second season of that it was quite delayed in
0: doing so but uh, it was it was good all right there you go you got plenty of stuff to watch plenty of stuff to play and with that we're going to sign off uh once again ladies and gentlemen Remember, uh, like, subscribe, check us out, refer a friend, and you'll hear us go back and forth uh, going ahead and rapping in a very derogatory sense about CEOs that think that they should plug more microtransactions in your games. Uh, but hopefully we'll Wait. talk about really great, great gaming games. news. <laughs> yeah, what else are we going to talk about? Hopefully great freaking games, because remember, gaming's greatest generation is the one you guys are part of. Thanks for listening to the Gaming's Greatest Generation podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us today. If you have any feedback for the show or would like to contribute ideas feel free to call 702-690-9292 or email us at gamingsgreatestgeneration@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also join the Discord community by following the link in the show notes. See you next time.